Archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. <laughs> so forget any ideas you got about lost cities, exotic travel, and digging up the world. We do not follow maps to buried treasure, and X never, ever marks the spot. Where do you work? In the car? Where do you are? Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pocket Cast, Google Play. You can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Water Boy, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Cashley, one Kind Word, Ravenclaw Tia, Shermanator 18, Butterfly Girl, Loon Trackers, The Aussie Geocacher, The Geo Gearheads, Sodak Zack, The Deadliest Cachers, Terrell 2, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy 1276, The No-Co Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsipanic, Bricker John, Firesafe, Doc Firewoman, F.S. Abero, Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geocaching Janji, Geocaching Junkie, Sir Dremelot, Janice, Tricasius, Tom Frey, Rugles, The Bruce Zero, EGK PBR, Casamaya, and our new patron, USMC Master Sergeant Barry. Woo. Welcome. We've got a Marine. We've got people from all over the world, and now we have a, a Marine Corps Master Sergeant, so we're pretty fired up about that. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, we've got a big show tonight, so let me start by welcoming my co-host, Sydney. Good evening. And Jesse. Good evening. So let's jump right into show number 77 for November 26th as we welcome Dr. Polly to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Good to be here. Good to be here. We are so glad you're here and we've got a lot of questions for you, my friend. Bring them on. <laughs> but first, <laughs> we've got some news. Um, First, I want to give another update on the Podcast of Hope. Um, 
we have uh, pretty much got our lineup set up for December 10th. It's eight hours, 4 p.m. to midnight. Um, we've got Daryl W. Four is going to be on, talk about holiday gadgets. We're going to talk the other games. Uh, we're going to have a vlogger roundtable. Very excited about that, too. And we've got Sonny and Sandy on. We've got Podcasher. It's going to join us as well. Talk about um, a look back and a look forward. Just love ha- love talking to Sonny and Sandy. They're good friends of ours, and uh, we love Podcasher. So uh, it's just jam-packed. One, at, one, one hour after another for eight straight. And uh, you can even go right now out if you aren't able to go that night out to our show or be with us on that night and you can go out to events.stjude.org forward slash podcast of hope and you can donate there as uh, ahead of time or you can do it that night either way but uh, the site is set up and it is ready to go we're raising money again for st jude's children's research hospital and uh, really looking forward to that evening a uh, couple notes. Um, I noticed that uh, one of our pay, one of our sponsors is IB Geocaching, and they got a sale going on right now. For mm-hmm. it's going from Black Friday through uh, Cyber Monday. So get out to IB Geocaching. Uh, the the link will be on the sh- in the show notes. But um, IB Geocaching's got a cool sale going on. Go check out their uh, materials and wares that they're selling uh, this weekend and. Uh, we are very thankful to IB Geocaching for all of their sponsorship and uh, a lot of the giveaways. One of the giveaways we're going to announce tonight from last week is uh, items that we get from IB Geocaching as part of our sponsorship. So uh, thank you again, IB Geocaching. Go go check out their sale. Uh, another interesting note, um, as you know, we have a, uh, behind me, we have a trackable that we show on the show we don't talk about it but it's there in case you're ever watching and not just listening so this weekend um or a couple actually it was a couple of days ago i guess um we got i started getting all these discovers of our trackable and i was like oh that's interesting um and they're all coming from denmark so shout out to denmark hello we're glad you guys are uh on board um, they, uh, noticed our trackable in, uh, so they, um, uh, you know, had a bunch of discovers from, from Copenhagen, Denmark or around Copenhagen. So again, thank you for, uh, seeing our trackable and, and discovering it. So very excited about that. And, uh, last news item is, uh, from Jesse. Yeah. I finally got to go out and do some geocaching today. And I thought I'd report back on two of the history, ca- I mean, virtual caches that, uh, <laughs> am yes. I still doing that? Am I still calling them history caches? No. And two of the new virtuals that were in town, uh, cached for several hours today, uh, uh, about an hour south of where I, I normally live. Right. Or, or I live, normally cash. Normally um, live. Yeah. Well, normally. you know, if I can move, it'd be great. Right. Well, wait a <laughs> Then money, I'll move. Yeah. Um, no, uh, so, we got to do two virtual of the new virtuals today. We got had two of them in town put out. One of them was great. Um, it was Harry Potter themed, and there was like twelve stages, and you had to do fun stuff at each one, and then figure things out. And it took you on a good tour of Denver, the whole area. That's and cool. uh, it was it was impressive. We got to you know spend all day doing that and getting cashed along the way, and it was great. 
Now, and then there was the other one. How long? Well, we'll get to that one. <laughs> how long is that one? How long has that first one been out, Jesse? Do you think? Uh, it came out a couple months probably, after, you think, or yeah, a couple months afterwards. And it's got some good favorite points on it, and it's a it's a four and a half four, and it oh, took us several cool. hours to do. So yeah. it was. Uh, um, it was pretty good. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed every bit of it. It's exactly what you know. Everybody that was campaigning for virtuals to come back out, right, should be right. Um, uh, so it was great. It, me and a buddy went down there. We cashed all day. Got like forty-five caches as we went from stage to stage, and it was fun. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was a very good one. It deserves every bit of the favorite points that it gets on it. Um, cool. and then there was another one. <laughs> then there was the other one. Uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the GC number in the notes. I'm not gonna give it out or anything because I'm gonna bash it for a minute. So I'm not going to even give out the title of it. Right. Um, so and that's what I put in the categories. This is why we can't have nice things, right? <laughs> so um, it, the place that it took you was very interesting, but what you were looking for was on a green, uh, one of those like control valve things in the ground. You know what I'm talking about where they get to the sprinkler head? Oh, right, right. Like the green plastic things that you – Yeah. That's – that's what they were sending you to. No, come on. To get the really? I mean, that's that's what's going to get it booted back out, right? Um, it, it here's what's interesting, and I, I don't want to give too much information on this one, but um, you're in a really cool area. There's got to be really cool questions you can ask, and yeah. the question is get a number off a sprinkler head. Well, uh. buzz there. Okay, a sprinkler head. <laughs> so I mean, are you? Are That's looking- how we're going to get virtuals to keep going. That's the McDonald's seat. I know. Hey, this is a special seat. <laughs> so when you're oh. staying there getting the getting your info, is like like great views? Or, I mean, why? I mean, other than well, I don't want you to go into detail. But, okay. but there is something you can ask tons of questions on, right? Right. No questions about that. The question was, locate this thing. And that's where the coordinates were. A little green plaque. You know, not even a plaque. Oh, a green my. valve on the ground. What's the number on that? Oh, Stop it. No. That's not good. Not yeah. Good. I don't understand why we would, you know, still did it, still finished it, got my smiley, you know. Well, sure. But I just, that's that's not going to encourage anybody to bring those back out, right? Right. I wonder how many of those are like that, unfortunately. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, and somebody said it, it took you to a special place and gave you something you couldn't look up on the internet. That's a good point. I don't know how you could possibly look that up on the internet. So maybe you have to do that to control it, right? I don't know. It just seemed kind of underwhelming when you get there and you're like, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, yeah. It is what it is. I guess. Yeah. But so I guess you got to balance it out somehow, but I can see why they're like, you know, we're not going to do this. So you can send us to a McDonald's seat. <laughs> <Right>. So, but, <laughs> and it wasn't that it was a cool area. I'm not even going to say what it was. It was we're a cool area. Way marking all over again. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know how that's not gone, Yeah. but that's terrible. But anyway, so oh, well. one of them was really awesome. The other one, it seemed like there could have been something a little more special to it. Right. 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 All right. Well, good updates, but let's let's jump into the show then. That's good, Jesse. I'm trying to be nice at the same <laughs> no, time. You were good. That, hey, we we it's we good don't, to try, Jesse. Yeah. We don't. It's we don't, hard sometimes, right? Yeah. We, we don't. We don't cut. We don't. Uh, we don't pull any punches on this show. They might on other shows. But not, Geo, right. not geocache talk. We we tell it how it is. We don't we don't uh, we don't uh, we're not a corporate you know we're not a corporate company that has to you know say certain things based on you know 
you know, shareholders or something. We tell you how, how it is. So, However, if Under Armour is listening. <laughs> if <laughs> if REI if is REI out there. <laughs> North, North we Face, we're out here. North Face, we're out here. We, we talk about our young yeah. king. Go ahead. All right. Send all bribes to. No. <laughs> all right. So we have Dr. Polly on the show tonight. Good evening. No, it's good to be here. Um, so uh, Dr. Polly or. Professor Polly. Professor Polly, <laughs> I am a I'm a doctor, but I really am a science teacher at this point. So you can call me Stan Stanimal, Doctor Polly. It's all good. Stanimal, I like that one. Stan the Animal. man. Stan the man. All right. So, um, so the reason why we had you on the show is is what you do through your job, right? Um, mm-hmm. but we have to ask. This is a geocaching show, so we have to ask the first question first. How did you get into geocaching? Okay, well, my story is sad. Um, I got into geocaching because I got dumped in like 2010, oh, like no. right, right in the beginning of the summer, and like my father didn't know what to do with me, and uh, you know I was sad and lamenting, and he gave me a Etrex something Garmin and said like go find some geocachers, and then kind of got into it because my dad already knew what it was, and so kind of wandered around and found some caches, and was still was sad most of the time. <laughs> But you were wandering around sad. So. I was. I was outside. I was climbing mountains, so it it worked out. That's cool. Um, did you – was it in Colorado? Actually, so I started in Oregon. I'm born and raised just south of Portland. And so mine was along the coastal range and uh, the Oregon coast. And then was into it immediately and kept on going for, you know, till now. I've heard there's a little bit of geocaching out there. <laughs> That's Maybe. a few. We got a few. <laughs> and a little bit north, they have some. There's some business there or something that they. Well, that. But I he's, one. he's close to the original stash. I mean, come on. That, or was, oh, have you done one. the original stash? Oh, of course, absolutely. It's right of passage. <gasps> yeah, I know. <laughs> For no, those I, just li- listening, that was Sydney grimacing. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I live so far away from there. You are a long way away from like Port- all Portland. All the way away. It's a little anticlimactic. I'm not going to lie, though. If you're well, okay. <laughs> but still, I thought it was pretty cool. It was. It's totally cool for sure. And there's lots of great caches in the area too. Yeah, that's there. You go. There is. There's. Yeah, that one's cool. The. Uh, so I had to sneak out. So we were on vacation when I was out there. I had to sneak out at like five o'clock in the morning before the sun had come up and drive up that for people that have been to that have drive up this little bitty road to get to there. And there's no lights anywhere around. So I had to like park my car weird. So I could shine the headlights at it and get it. So it was pretty fun. When I, yeah. Maybe if I just drove there in the middle of the day, it wouldn't have been as exciting, but I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, no complaints. I think I went to that cache and found like three or four other people going through the same thing. So I felt like kind of like a highway getting there, but it was good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were geocaching and you're also Dr. Polly the teacher how did you decide to combine those two things uh, that's totally a fair question I think um, I got my graduate degree I have a PhD in molecular biology and then obviously yeah. of course Everybody. naturally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think halfway through grad school I knew that I wanted to go back to my passion which is always kids in some format and so started working at their first school to give me a job, which you know the school is called Loveland Classical Schools in, in Loveland, Colorado. And so I started there and didn't have any plans on connecting geocaching with teaching at the time. How long ago was that? 
And that was like four and a half years ago that I started in Loveland. And it took me about a year to get caching really going in the classroom. The, uh, so cool. did you immediately start off, just put it in the classroom or how did you kind of break the ice initially? Yeah, so I wasn't really trying to break any ice or in, even include geocaching, but I had like one project where I wanted to send travel bugs around the world for like an astronomy project Ooh, where cool. like from one location, like if you're in New Zealand, what will the, you know, actual constellation look like from there and compare it with a whole bunch of other places. And Ooh, so I started just doing that. That's so cool. That's probably better than just like, hey, I'm going to take these kids out into the woods. I mean, that, <laughs> that might not have gone over small. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's and geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Okay, call the police. Um, <laughs> so did uh, – is, is that when you started bringing it into the classroom, that, that satellite – what did you say? It was a satellite thing? Uh, yeah, it was just um, a way to introduce astronomy in a way of understanding, you know, the rotation of the Earth. And if you're on the bottom, you're going to see different constellations from a different angle. And um, after that, I had a bunch of kids who wanted to get into geocaching, and I was like – I bet you I can sneak this into the classroom way more often. Right. Mm -hmm. So for those of us that are not teachers, did you have to like put that into the lesson plan and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I swear it's a real thing or. <laughs> um, the school that I was at and the school that I am at now, we're both really cool with um, whatever you want to do. So I never put it in any lesson plan, uh, but uh, it was pretty obvious what I was doing. I was communicating with my administrators and they were they were down from the very beginning. That's cool. I could see it where it'd be quickly where they'd say, no, that's extra. We don't need you to do that. And mm -hmm. you know, like the common concept or misconception is uh, if it's not the test, if we're not, if we're not learning about algebra for the test, then yeah. it's just extra stuff. Right. So. Yeah. Luckily the two schools that I've been at, they don't uh, teach to a test, which is nice. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Polly, when, so when you when you got to that stage of, you know, I want to include geocaching and then you kind of got the first stages done. Did you do it and did you kind of go through and do it in like step or like when you had to, you had to obviously you kind of step back and go, ooh, how do I add this in? Did you try to do did you go back through your your curriculum and try to go where can I add it? Or did you kind of try to go, I'm going to start over with my lesson plans and try to go back through my, or, you know, what was, I guess, what's the process that you took knowing that now you've got sort of the green light? What was the process you took to kind of go back through your lesson and kind of add it? Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, I think the very first thing I wanted to do was like have a classroom competition set up. And so I wanted some way to have like my three, fourth grade classes compete with one another oh, okay. in a way that's positive. And I started, by setting up traditional caches that represent each of those class teams as part of like a point system. You're either competing against one another. Oh, cool. And so it started with that. And so like if they went out and found one of those traditional caches, they would um, earn some amount of points for their team. Um, if they're travel bugs, they all, all the classes are travel bugs. If they okay. crossed state borders or had extra miles, it would increase their team points. And that way I could kind of like, I don't know, change the behavior in the classroom too. Right. Like I'd be like, 10 points for Gryffindor for, you know, being super, <laughs> super focused during that test. <laughs> so it was originally it was that it was just trying to have a competition using okay. cash for it. Yeah. Oh, there was a uh, pizza parties tied into these in the beginning too, wasn't there? Oh yeah, actually. So it was a, uh, if you're in Denver or you're in Portland, you might've heard of voodoo donuts. 
Oh, well, I've heard we've heard of Voodoo Donuts. I live in East da- East East Texas. I've heard of Voodoo Donuts. So, mm-hmm. so I um for the last like the four years, last four years, I threw a giant epic Voodoo Donut party at the end of the year oh, cool. for the winning the winning team. But secretly, all the teams get Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> you just don't tell them that till the that. end, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell them. That's mm-hmm. cool. You know um, what the best donut at Voodoo Donuts is, don't you? I mean, that is super debatable. No, yeah, it's not. That's a whole <laughs> show right there. There's yeah. a donut named Memphis Mafia. There's oh, not. Yes, there is. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to assume about it. It's so good. So. <laughs> There's a donut named Memphis Mafia. <laughs> oh, I'll go ask for one. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, yeah. It's actually uh, named after a very big Elvis. <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> yeah, it's a very big donut. <laughs> Because I it, saw it, uh, I was I swung through there because uh, it's Voodoo Donuts, right? Yeah, and I was of like, course. God, I was freaking out. They have a Memphis Mafia Donut. This is awesome. It's like, how did they even know I was coming? And uh, I ordered it. It's like this huge donut. It's like a whole cake. It's huge. Does but, it have bananas and peanut butter and all oh, the things Elvis loves? No, it, yeah, it, is, it is named after that, but they didn't go that far with the thing. It's not oh, like a okay. fried peanut butter banana sandwich okay. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I like the Tang personally. Tang, Tang. Is there mm. one that has like it's like an actual voodoo? It's got the little pretzel sticks in it. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> it's like shaped a, like a guy, little voodoo guy, voodoo doll. Yeah, um, you got to be a little careful with those too because uh, some of those donuts are not donut party worthy due to the oh, content. Of the little adult <laughs> content, right? More, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, don't look at the menu on the left. Just to stick yeah. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I had a question for you about um, this again. We talked. We kind of joked about it at the beginning because I, I, I somehow claimed that you were much older than you really are, Doctor Polly, before the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, do you do you have for as part of your your class um, um, equipment? Do you have GPSRs to, for the kids to use, or, or what are we using for? Yeah, uh, I have um, actually there had donated about seven Garmin oh, okay. uh, Etrix tens, and then um, even had a small grant that got me a couple extras. So I have oh, a whole cool. bunch of GPSs oh, that I can check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. So I've been lucky enough. Before we get into the actual program of it, I'm yeah. lucky enough that people may not have realized this yet, but we were. He's talking about an area that both of us are in, Loveland, Colorado. Yep. So I've got to go out and find some of these caches, and I won't talk about them now. I'll wait till the end, but they're, uh, it's pretty neat. And the, one of the things that we didn't mention, but it fits into what you're doing with your kids, is the, the photographs that you had on there. Uh, the photographs? Yeah, they got extra points oh. in their class. Mm-hmm. If you could post a photograph when you found the cache, you got to get extra points for the class, so against the teams for the big mm-hmm. party. I thought that was pretty neat that it definitely encouraged people to the community was getting involved in that too. So it was pretty neat. Oh yeah. I have tons of hilarious kids holding geocache pictures for sure. <laughs> Random pictures of all kinds of stuff so they can get, get more points. It was great. Yeah. Mostly just pictures of the ground or a dandelion, but yeah. yeah. Well, you don't want to give this, you know, you don't spoil it. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. They do all the time though. They'll take a picture right up at a bison tube hanging in a tree. Like boom. <laughs> Yeah. Like like pointing. This is it right here. This is go get this. Open it. <laughs> All right. I'll quit. 
tell you. I'll stop now so Sydney can get to their questions. I keep talking over Sydney, so. <laughs> I got one. We got to get a question from the chat room. Sorry, Sydney. Sure. We'll get to Sydney's questions. Um, this is from Scott. He says, uh, Dr. Polly, is, is your uh, teaching changing now that smartphones are becoming more prevalent in geocaching? Oh, big time for sure. Um, it's really, really nice actually to have all these kids with smartphones and they can go out and find these caches and I don't have to check out as many GPSs. And um, the technology is really necessary because most of my caches are puzzle caches or mystery caches. We have to solve some kind of science puzzle, math or history puzzle. And so having access to all that stuff, be able to plug in coordinates to like a mystery location on your handheld phone is amazing. Cool, thank you, very cool. But of course it's it's tricky sometimes because you know, it costs that extra money for premium for those kids to add those coordinates, but a bunch of them do. Oh, wow, well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Sydney. Ah, uh, we still can't hear. Oh, uh, we can't hear Sydney. Can't hear you. Oh, that's uh, sad. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Still can't hear you. We lost your. We lost your... She's talking away. She's asking great questions too, and nobody can hear her. <laughs> Somehow our audio got got killed. If you want to disconnect or reconnect, Sydney, you could do that. Well, we'll just keep going. You just she's so. Like, put her what she was here. trying to ask you is, <laughs> can you walk us through your geocaching program? Kind of how the current state of it, how it works now. Totally. So, it's not the easiest thing to explain. I'm not going to lie. So generally, it was a classroom way to have competition between different classes, like three, fourth grade classes. And that's how it started. And uh, it was just about getting points for your team. And I had built a bunch of traditionals. I think I have like 40, about 40 traditionals that were connected to earning points for those teams. Mm -hmm. And then at some point along the line, like three and a half years ago, it really turned into producing geocaches and puzzles that are specific to the content that I've been teaching. And uh, that is definitely when things took off a little bit for using it in the classroom. And I mean, I ran into the, the problem really quickly of if I make this puzzle that's about chemistry and I have to solve it, like, am I really going to have all these kids on their computers or tablets in class, like going through and trying to solve it? And what I eventually ended up doing was taking all of these, like I have like 120, I think I've had these mystery puzzles um, and then printed them out and so that they'd be hanging in the classroom so that they have like copies available to them at any time. And um, by solving those, they earn points for their teams. Of course, the, like if you look behind me, you'll see like there's some weird racks up in the corner there. Mm -hmm. And and all of those are, this is my classroom. Um, all yeah. of those are. Dr. Paul yeah, is in his, in his classroom for those audio listeners. We're, we're actually, which is very cool. Go ahead, keep going, sorry. Oh yeah, well, you know, teachers are always stuck in the classroom. Uh, <laughs> But like those um, caches are always available and it's not homework, it's not an assignment. And so they can grab them anytime they want, try to solve them and turn in a physical copy. And then I will grade it and give it back to them. And if they got it correct and they are right, they get added to like a scoreboard that I show oh, every single day. Very cool. And so they can see that. And then like the, the printouts are like, here's an example of like a printout. It's all about yeah. birds and, or and ornithology and you have to solve a puzzle and identify the birds and then turn it into me and then you end up on that scoreboard and your team's points rise and you get some kids who just become ravenous about doing those puzzles. Oh, that's very cool. 
And for anybody that thinks, oh, he's th- doing third and fourth grade level puzzles, yeah, no. <laughs> They're not that easy. <laughs> well, now, Jesse, you know, there was a show about, you know, are you smarter than a fifth grader? So, Yeah, the uh, answer is no. <laughs> a lot of those, a lot of his puzzles, he's got a lot of them out there, too. A lot mm-hmm. of them are stuff that you, I promise you as an adult, unless you're a teacher, have not thought about in 10 years, 20 mm-hmm. years or more. It's, you mm-hmm. know, so they're like, crap, what did my teacher say about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did I pay attention more in school? Ah. Why did I sleep through that lesson? You have to mm-hmm. like, it takes a long time to just go, oh, what was, ah, uh, and then you finally get back into it. So. Oh, yeah. Google can help you too. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love the Googles. <laughs> Sydney, can we can we hear you yet? Can you hear me? We can. Uh, hey. Sydney is back. We got her back. We can hear you. I don't know what happened. I didn't change a thing. Um, so we talked about puzzles and trackables, but have you guys done anything else like maybe Earth caches or where I goes or Cedo events? Totally. So um, I've never actually published an Earth cache. I'm kind of scared of them. I've seen it's a lot. Hard. Of, We're it's all hard. Of it's hard. Them. I'm a little scared of them. I haven't published one of those. Where I goes, I'm a little scared of too. I'm not gonna lie, but I am a little scared. Cyto events, we've done a few though for sure. Oh, cool. And that's kind of a goal for this year to do at least three, maybe four Cyto events in the Boulder area. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. you publish these caches and then the kids go find them, right, or work on them in some way. Yeah, so it's kind of like a mix. Like my as a teacher, my number one goal is I want them to solve a puzzle and like actually do the academic content. That's my number one goal. So like if they like solve one of my like chemistry like puzzles and turn it into me, like that is my number one goal. But then after that, like about half the kids probably will ask for a GPS or go out and find those caches. But it's it's a mix. Some kids will solve every single one of my puzzles, like 40 plus puzzles, and never find a single one. And some will solve, you know, 40 plus puzzles, and they'll find every single one. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a mix. It's really so cool, how man. many? I was just say really how... cool because you're getting you're getting the kids to think a little bit outside the box than even what you probably have seen before, Doctor Polly, with the people who are trying to get the kids to learn some content. Now you've got like another whole avenue that you've used to get kids to sort of think about that. That's really cool. Totally. And I think for, for me, it's you often end up as a teacher in a class with kids at all different levels. Like some kids are like blowing your mind. Like that's crazy how bright you are. And then you have kids who are on the lower end who are going to struggle. And uh, the hard thing to do is to like meet everybody where they're at. And I think one benefit of like a puzzle system is that I've got puzzles in chemistry that could, you know, be challenging for a grad student. And I have puzzles in chemistry that is perfect for a third or fourth grader. So they can kind of, you know, find where they are and then hopefully move up that scale a bit. It's chemistry. They're all hard. <laughs> <laughs> chemistry is wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. So have any of your kids ever hidden a geocache of their own? Totally. Um, I've got a few geocachers that are uh, ravenous about making gadget caches, especially now where I'm at in Boulder, making gadget caches, making log kind of like cut out caches. Um, I'm not sure how many total I have like hidden from kids, but it's, I mean, it's 40, 50 different 
types of caches. Of course, that's dangerous, right? Because everybody knows if a young kid, a fifth grader, wants to go hide a geocache, it's, you know, you got to coach them before you have them hide anything because you know that's going to end up somewhere that's either not appropriate on private property or is just right. horrible and not waterproof. And so I do some, mm -hmm. some teaching before anybody wants to go hide them. I say, come, please talk to me. Let's talk about guidelines. Right. And that's going to be just like anything else, right? Just the general public. Some of them are going to be great and some of them are going to be um, not great. So, <laughs> right. uh, mm -hmm. But I can, I can attest to one of his students. Uh, I knew him in the area and uh, he went out and hit his own caches after the class. And they were the and young kid, right? Young right. student and best in the area. These the caches were mm -hmm. awesome. Because yeah, I remember, you know, when they first showed up, you're like, "Who is this person?" Right. Their caches are great, and then, mm -hmm. and then you meet them, and you're like, "Where's your dad?" No, right. my dad <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" Mm -hmm. That's um, awesome. So some of them really took it and ran with it, and were doing just impressive things, you know, like. By bicycle riding around town. I mean, you can't even drive yet. Mm -hmm. Too young to even drive. That same kid. I, I know this kid, and he, uh, of course, he always tells me, he's like, are there any more you could hide that's within a mile of my house? Because that's <laughs> the range you had to bike to. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> I know. He just wanted to find more caches. That's just, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. So, in general, what is the consensus about geocaching? Do the kids think it's cool, or do they think it's like for lame old people, or what do you think? <laughs> um, so, uh, it's a mixed bag, but I think most kids come in not knowing what it is, except for you'll have like two or three kids who are already insanely hooked, and so you've already got those kids, and they're ready to go. Um, but the general consensus is they love it. I mean, it's pretty easy, and... I mean, I usually start off by hiding geocaches or they're, they're not published, obviously, but around campus where I'm at right. to kind of get them like excited about the idea of finding a hidden gadget cache or something that's hidden around. And so um, they pretty quickly kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. And how many would you say after they leave your class, how many of them continue geocaching? Any idea? That's a totally fair question. I think... If I had like a class of um, 30 kids, let's say, I don't teach that big anymore, but if I had a class of 30 kids, probably 10 of them end up being consistent, like geocachers after they've left my class, but probably like 25 of that 30 probably found caches while they were in my class for sure. So it's a mix, you know, it's, it's not going to stick for everybody, but a lot. It sticks for a lot. It's awesome. Uh, we had another question from the chat. Um, so you create puzzles for the kids, but do the kids ever create puzzles for each other or oh, for you? Great, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so you can't really see it in the back here, um, but I'm in my classroom and I have a section of like little geocaching corner uh, that is actually coordinates that are available to turn into a puzzle cache. So if I have a kid who's like blown everybody away in science, for instance, like I'll give them a set of coordinates and they'll make a puzzle because the actual container's already been hidden. Um, and then they'll make a puzzle, give it to me for either extra credit, and then I'll publish that if it's a quality puzzle. So yeah, they, they make them as well. Very cool. The chat room's blowing up. We got some more questions from the chat room. Sweet. Um, yeah. So fourth grade is, do you teach other gr grades now or is it still fourth grade? 
So actually, I teach fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grades now. Oh, oh wow. Things have changed. Mm-hmm. You used to teach oh, yeah. fourth. And then yeah, you didn't have enough to do teaching fourth. You wanted to add the rest of the grades. <laughs> so. you, you know, I used to teach second, fourth, and seventh grade. And now I moved to a different school, and now I'm teaching fifth through eighth. Mm-hmm. Is it, do you do, for, do different geocaching? Well, that's, no, wait a minute. That's interesting. So you you basically have to incorporate your curriculum because the curriculum is different, obviously, for a fourth grader than an eighth grader. Oh, yeah. So you, oh, yeah. you that gives you like a whole world of options for teaching with geocaching because you can kind of – it's like adding different different puzzle types. You know what I mean? You've got all mm-hmm. sorts of things you can do that are different. That's yeah, it's super nice. It's super nice to be able to like – get into new curriculum, like, okay, I'm teaching physics. And um, it helps me kind of center myself. I'm like, I'm going to make like six puzzles about Newtonian physics. Right. And then it gets, gets my head straight and kind of helps me lesson plan. Oh yeah. No, that, that is, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, another question that was in the uh, chat room, Scott had a question about doing presentations with the boy scouts or other youth groups. So there's um, because I know we, we have some other, uh, folks that listen to the show that are involved some with boy scouts and some with uh, other groups is there any any crossover to some other groups within the school that you are yeah, involved that's, with or i've never done it through boy scouts or any kind of scouting group um, but i certainly have given a little seminars for teachers on how to oh, incorporate cool. the classes and, yeah. yeah and it and if you end up being a teacher who works in my same grade, I will eventually start talking to you way too much and convince you <laughs> to make like geocaches in your content as hey, well. Hey, if you're in geocaching, there's this thing called geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> make some puzzles for me, please. <laughs> yeah. Make some social studies puzzles or math puzzles. I've got so many math puzzles, oh my lord. <laughs> uh, get to get oh, yeah. all the other stuff involved. What's that? He said you got to get all the other subjects, history, you know, mm-hmm. science, math, gym, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, I think almost all of those. I'm not sure what I do in gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Come up with something, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, how do you play Foursquare? It could be a puzzle there. There you go. <laughs> so do you do earth science as well, or do you chemistry, physics, that kind of? I guess I do it all. I definitely have a bunch of earth science caches as well. A lot of continental drift, a lot of what type of rock is this kind of geology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love geology. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I expect to see some uh, earth caches come out soon then. I know. I know. It's shameful. I just called you out on the show. It's true. It's true. I will get there, and I'm in a great place for it, being right at the edge of the flat irons in Boulder. Oh, yeah. I love that area. That's very cool. You know, it reminds us a little bit. We have one of our patrons and somebody who's been on the show a couple of times is uh, Doc Firewoman. She did something interesting too, Dr. Polly, where she uh, she teaches she teaches in a college, but she helps with um, some elementary school uh, teachers who are doing some some work with students. But something also they did, and I don't know if you've incorporated something like this uh, within your classroom. Um, or at least what, what she did was there were some people in her, or some kids in her class that were their gifts, I guess you could say, were more in the area of either um, preparing a container because they kind of had sort of a different different science makeup or they were mm-hmm. they were into the 
uh, the writing of the geocache description because they were kind of they were kind of writers to be. Is there um, uh, the the ones that you've done that are out there that you've the kids have been able to help you with? Do are you finding that that some of the kids are you can find outlets for them to be involved that maybe on the surface, maybe they're not seeing, they're not seeing a way to be involved, but you kind of see ways for them to be involved. Totally. Um, so I ran a club for like three years and I'm starting one here at my new school um, where it's all geocaching based. And of course you can have kids who come in and want to make puzzles. In fact, it's the only requirement of the club is that you have to make uh, academic puzzles that connect to some of their content in whatever oh. subject they wanted to. Right. And so, you know, you have some kids who really just want to build gadget caches and they want to do that kinesthetic, that physical right. kind of thing. And then you have some kids who want to write a beautiful, like, you know, five page paper about a uh, right. famous historical person. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Hey, <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. But, <laughs> but it's an outlet for them. Totally. You know? Totally. And, those are for the super nerd geocachers that I end up producing. <laughs> right. What? There's no nerds in geocaching. What are you talking about? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> just those two things would never cross paths. Just mm-hmm. geeks. I have never, not nerds. I've never geeks. seen a I've never seen a football or a baseball or a non nerdy <laughs> puzzle made by one of my students, and I fully support that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now that's not true. There was a football related one you had. Oh yeah. About the Broncos early on. Oh yeah, there was. That was um, I don't remember what that was. I mean, it wasn't overly jockish, but it was about football. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. And that was created by one of my old seventh graders. That's true. That's true. Take it back. There's one. There you go. See, now he's home crying right now. That's so mean. <laughs> oh, it's hard to cheer for the Broncos this year, but we're gonna we'll cry it out. Oh, ouch! Hey. We don't. I don't want to get into that. They have, a, yeah. they have a Super Bowl win not that long ago, so we're not going to get too teary-eyed about the... Yeah, no tears home, for us. Yeah, speaking of uh, hometown um, football, um, so Sydney um, has some more questions from the chat room. I do? Yes, you do. <laughs> Didn't we ask those already? Am I missing something? Did we ask about extra points for favorites? No, that came in later. The uh, have you ever incorporated favorite points into uh, like extra points for the classroom or anything for the cash that they hid? So I haven't done that, but one of my um my classic things to do at the start of the year is like a scientific method experiment, like where all the kids create an experiment, and I use geocaching a lot with that. Where I'll have like, okay, I placed five geocaches. One's a tiny light skirt cache, which everybody hates, and the others are. <laughs> incrementally more interesting and then over the course of like the first month of the year they have to graph like the um change or the number of finds or favorites they go with that so that's as close as i get to playing around with favorites i think one of your typical containers is right behind you in the corner isn't it is that oh, yeah, got- ammo ammo cans there oh yeah plenty of ammo cans oh, i get donations excellent. all the time <laughs> that's yeah. excellent that's awesome um so when you kind of step back from your program and, and also from the club, I mean, you've got kind of both or you're working on the club and you've done that before when you were at the other school. But when you step back and you kind of think about what values do you think the kids have picked up over time? What, what are some things you've seen as far as a 
results, I guess. Totally. I think the biggest thing is you can have a teacher who stands in front of you and talks at you like all class and you take notes and um, you can learn that way and you can be successful. But I think my major goal is to have kids on their own independently want to work and produce a good work. And I think right. the puzzles, like they end up not noticing that they've completed 35 of them as the years gone on. And it's their own motivation that's doing it. And it's not homework. And that's like my number one goal is for them to be independent learners and awesome. want to do it on their own time. Right. Cause you really are, you're, you're doing a, a, you know, a, a great job of getting them to learn now and sort of maybe the light bulb has come on. And now that you've really kind of teaching them to learn through their whole, their whole life. I think that's wonderful. That's the goal. That's the goal. Do, um, have you, the interaction with parents, do you feel like that you've had good positive feedback from parents and what's the experience you've had with them? Yeah. So I learned my lesson, like the first year I started doing this is to have like really clear, like printed instructions about how to register for accounts and log in and etiquette and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I know one of my, so I hide my puzzles by virtual locations are almost always in water just so a kid doesn't think for instance, like, Oh, I'm going to go find it in the water. Right. They'll realize the second location. And my first year I had a kid, oh, uh, no. <laughs> His parents oh. called me and they're like, hey, we're like four feet deep into Bodega Lake. Like, we're not no. seeing it. Like, should we go further? And I'm like, oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So there's, well. plenty, there's plenty to trip up on. But um, I think I at the beginning of the year, I send out information about geocaching and, and cool. how to do it and how to check out GPSs. Right, right. Um, have you had uh, teachers or staff kind of peer in, in a sense, and go, "What is Doctor Polly doing? What is going on in this classroom?" You know, do you, do you have do you have them stop you and go, "All right, I got to ask, what are you doing in here?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. So yeah, that's happened a bunch, and it usually is in reverse because I'm bugging teachers to get involved oh, okay. and like do a puzzle that's connected to their content. So it's usually that way, but I'll have teachers who are confused why their kids are running around outside looking for <laughs> hidden containers when it's Why are you going outside? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok awesome. on that one. It's, it's Colorado. It's going to get cold soon. Right. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the various teachers and, and parents that are out there that can be involved uh, in different ways, um, what are what are some of the things you would advise? Let's start with teachers, I guess. What are some things that you, now that you've done it in a couple of schools now and different things, mm-hmm. what what are what are your top things that you would want to tell a teacher about how to get a program set up? So I even had to write something down for this because, I mean, I wouldn't suggest this without like really thinking it through before you started. Sure, but. I think number one is if you're already an established geocacher and you understand the guidelines, rock on. It's like a good start. Uh, if you don't know the guidelines or where it's appropriate to, you know, publish a cache, or like private property or open spaces, like all that stuff needs to be researched beforehand. You got to be really careful about where you put a cache. Sure, the, oh, biggest yeah. you know, the biggest nightmare is you put a cache somewhere. Like some teacher puts one at a post office underneath like right. newspaper stand and then the police come, right? Like that's, that's my number Cam- one. Camo PVC looking very unusual. 
It does happen. It does happen. (laughs) It totally does. does. So that would be my first thing is like, know the guidelines. And then um, knowing, being aware where you hide them, like teaching the etiquette for sure of what to do in a cache. I had a couple of kids who literally like took everything, all the swag out of caches and brought it back to me. Be like, sweet. Look what I found. (laughs) And score. Teach them that kind of stuff for sure. And then explaining, like providing materials for like parents beforehand is huge. And if anybody ever wants those, I can share that as well. Because that's been really crucial because parents are confused automatically. Right. Do you encourage, um, do you want people to contact you? I don't want to send anything out or, or say anything unless you are. Yeah, really feel free. What? Where do you want people? What's the best way for people to contact you about that are interested in setting up either a program or a club? Because you're really talking about two different things tonight. We were talking about a geocaching club toward the, you know, and then also an actual program, but for teachers. So where would you prefer people get in touch with you? I mean, you can totally email me. And okay. um, um, my email is Stanley just like you think it would be and then poly p-o-l-l-e-y at gmail okay very cool very cool so in the chat room they asked have you ever had them team up together like one that just wants to write this neat page and one that wants to build something have you ever had them team up together the kids to hide one? Oh, totally and a lot of times that's kind of like necessary because like one kid's gonna make that gadget cash and he's refusing to write anything just not his thing and so there's always somebody else who can fill in that blank. It allows people to use their strengths for sure. Have you ever had parents actually want to get involved? I definitely have a bunch of parents who got into it after their kids came home asking to go out and go geocaching. And I've had some really cool parents who have come in for special events where I set up like little geocaching activities on campus or in parks. And um, they've been cool, like like volunteering for Saito events and stuff too. They're Parents are pretty great. That's awesome. So with other teachers that get involved, I have to ask this, and people that know me know that I, I kind of like competition, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> Just so, a little bit. Really? <laughs> huh. Do you think you'll be able to get to a place where, you know, you could have a team at your school, your club, and then another school's club? You think you'd ever be able to get to where there's some kind of competition going there, like school, you know, with yeah. the Dragons versus the, you know – that would be so cool. bad things are <laughs> geo geo olympics or something yeah that'd be cool so i love that idea and like before i get to that point i think i want to be able to share out all those geocaches and puzzles with local school districts and try to get them like get the science teachers you know being like i'll just use that as content too and i've uh, been working hard at that this summer and if we got that we've got a few teachers and nearby districts who are down for it it'd be a blast to have some competition that would be pretty cool. That's so much more fun than I remember science being. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. They're they're learning, and you don't know they're learning. It's sort of like getting kids to eat their vegetables with. Uh, that's sneaky. That's sneaky. That's, 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 that's <laughs> At the end of the year, I um, so I almost always get these caches turned in as a physical form, where they'll actually solve a puzzle and give them back to me. And I'll staple them all together, like, you know, 42, like, puzzles they solved. And I'll give it back to the kids and I'll be like, ha, homework. Right. <laughs> and, you <didn't, laughs> and you didn't know you actually did it. So it's a good way to trick them. Right. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that's you know you get them having fun and you know yeah they get more and more into it and it's you know you just kind of set them loose at that point. That's pretty cool. Tilly, that's the goal. Well, we're getting, we're getting close to the end, so um, let me go, go go around the room a little bit. Uh, so, Sydney, what what, uh, what are some of your last thoughts or questions that you have? Well, I think science is clearly the best topic to involve geocaching, clearly. Right. Geology, <laughs> you know, technology. Math. Math, Math is cool. Math is um, easy. <laughs> I think history is kind of cool to add in as well, but science totally history. Agree. There's there's ways to do science history, I guess, too, right? What subject could you not add in? Yeah, really. Basically, yeah, not, nothing really. English. Wait. Wait. I have several hard. English ones. I have English ones. Like <laughs> yeah. Gram, grammar checks, like, you oh, know, like find the mistakes within a paragraph kind of thing. Yes. My wife mm-hmm. would be, she would love stuff like that. We probably need to, need to get her setting up a grammar check one. That'd be cool. She's... Oh, yeah. And history. <laughs> I love history. History, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's great to, you know, teach the youngins about our cool thing. I've I've talked to a couple groups of kids about geocaching, you know, Girl Scouts or, you know, at the library or whatever, and it's it could go either way you know either they think it's super cool or they think they're like what what are we doing like we have to go outside so i think you know keep up what you're doing uh seems your kids are really excited about it thank you i'll keep on going for sure Mm -hmm. um jesse what what are some of your so i love this program and you know i'm kind of involved in education as well so I, i like it from that side too in the geocaching side um and I think it's great, uh, you know, school, there's every year they have to learn more and more. They have to, they're expected to know more and more things because there's just more information out there. Right. And anytime, you know, you or, or other teachers, they take the time and the effort to actually make it fun because mm-hmm. we, we've all been to those classes that are terrible. Right. But if you can get <laughs> kids wanting to learn things and make it fun, um, it benefits them and there's a geocaching any lessons, right? You can put it into geocaching. And like you mentioned earlier, and we didn't even get time to really talk about it, but you've done the, the cleanup events. So you've got service projects, you know, you're doing other things in the area and for, for selfish reasons, I like it because it adds a bunch of caches to the area <laughs> it adds a bunch of puzzles to my area. So it's great. But uh, I would have loved to had this back when I was in school, you know, this kind of competition where it's kind of a, um, it's not just sports, it's other stuff too. And, uh, I hope that it spreads and other teachers are contacting you after the show and they build up more clubs around and then kids can do this. The kids need positive outlets. They need something they can do mm-hmm. and everybody can, everybody can belong to this kind of, this kind of outlet. So I think it's great. Keep doing it. Um, we expect both, a you know, earth cash and a where I go from Dr. Polly class <laughs> coming up soon. So, um, Earth I mean, mainly for- where I go, that's the most important thing, but, um, the, we expect good things out of it. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's been a good influence on the kids. I've got to see it a little, a little closer than, right. than the co-host or whatever, because it's right. in my area, but cool. I, I really hope it catches on. I hope it's a normal thing. And 10 years from now, every school has it everywhere. So that would be cool. It would. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, Dr. Polly, we really appreciate you being on tonight. We really, um, we are, we are, we're all huge fans of what you're doing. Just, let, just so you know, and I'm sure you've had a lot of people give you feedback and positive feedback, but from. Uh, from Jesse's suggestion to have you on and then, you know, Sidney and I reading about, uh, reading about this. Um, there's a good blog with a B out there on uh, geocaching.com. You have to mention blog or vlog and they sound similar, but <laughs> blog with a B on geocaching.com. Just put it, just do a search on the blog for Dr. Polly uh, and you'll see, uh, see it out there. Uh, and read uh, some of the things that we didn't cover tonight as well if you're interested in more information. And, uh, you know, again, just uh, we're, we are very thankful that you're doing this. Uh, we really applaud uh, our teachers that are um, working hard, all our teachers that are working hard to teach our, our kids. And not like you said, you're not teaching to a test. You're wanting mm-hmm. to teach kids so that they will become students for life and um, this is just a neat way to to be in i'm you know hats off to you whatever we can do to help we we uh we're really um big supporters and we really thank you for being on tonight no absolutely it's been a pleasure to be here guys uh give you a a chance to say some final thoughts and then we're going to get into the prize pack winner from last week and such so what are are your closing thoughts on this I mean, my closing thoughts are if you're a teacher or an educator or a parent and you want an extra way to, I don't know, reach your kids on like tricking them into going out and having fun geocaching, but also <laughs> getting them to do work, like you can both bug me, you can look me up through geocaching, um, look at some of the puzzle styles. It's not that hard to do yourself and um, it, it's really effective. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, can we should we can we give uh, what's the best way Jesse should we give out his uh, a, a GC code to go look at or what do you think is the best way we could kind of give an example of what uh, of what Dr. Uh, we can put doing? some in the notes I guess can we put those in the notes or mm-hmm. have any of your I guess I can pull it, I'll pull it up real quick and put it in the notes or we can read yeah. it for the end of the show I guess yeah pull up one at least and then we can give the, that way people can kind of work off of that one maybe and i'll let you t- do that while i i got some other okay. um no things we'll do and we'll get to that in a moment so um so uh last week we had um uh, a suggestion for our to have everyone because we usually give stuff away on the show live but somebody somebody said uh, it was Brylang who wanted us to do a, a, a one for all the listeners, all audio listeners, and the the live chat people too. So we did that, and random.org selected Lisa Starr as our prize pack winner from last week. So Lisa, um, send me your mailing address, and I will send out our prize pack to you, uh, hopefully sometime this week. And so uh, let me mention on our next few shows coming up on the show. Um, So next Sunday, show 78 is actually going to be a viewer suggested show, which is kind of cool. So if you're a listener and you have a suggestion, send us uh, a suggestion at geocachetalk at gmail.com. But next week we're going to talk about uh, what got all three of us hooked on geocaching. This was a suggestion by Larry. Uh, he goes by XYZ Explorer, and he suggested this a while back. And I said, you know, that's a really good suggestion. So we are going to do that. Show 78. Uh, show 79 
which is kind of be odd because it'll be show 79.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4. 79 uh, is going to be our eight-hour podcast of hope. It'll be one YouTube video as long as everything works right, and I think we'll be okay. It'll be one YouTube video, but it's going to be eight separate audio hours because we always split them up so people can listen to them uh, at their leisure if they're not watching the show. But if you want to watch all eight hours, we encourage you to uh, watch live. We'll be uh, interacting with the chat room uh, throughout. Uh, And uh, so that is on uh, December 10th. December 17th uh, uh, will be show 80. And we're going to talk about the good old topic of favorite points. The good, the bad, and the ugly of favorite points. So that should be a very interesting uh, discussion with the three of us uh, on that. So, um, so Jesse, do you have a GC code we want to use to to give an example for Dar- of Doctor Polly's? I do. Oh, cool. And I want to mention that if we don't make somebody mad on the favorite point show, they're not paying attention. <laughs> right. We have different opinions, and we're going to make somebody mad. Exactly. So if not, we're, we're going to try really hard. Right. Um, yeah. So I also want to bring up the fact that I just pulled up his, the the profile for your class, one hundred and fifty nine. Geocaches. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. impressive. You've been that doing I know awesome. you've done this for a few years now, but that's impressive. That's a lot of caches out in the area that you've done. They're all academic, you know, they're all educational. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good one in there uh, is Cacher Sclerosis. <laughs> uh, and that's just a good one because it shows an example of, you know, your typical format of when you're doing something. You got a bunch of different types, but that's a good one to show. And the GC number on that is GC. 6CC9J. Uh, oh, wow, cool. GC6CC9J. But um, that's a good one because, like you said, it's not that hard to put together. Well, that's debatable, right? But um, <laughs> that's a good, you know, it's, it's got numbers to letters, questions. It's directly related to the topic. So that's a pretty neat one. But if they go on there, of course, they can click on your class's profile from there mm-hmm. and, and see a bunch of the other ones that you've done and, and put out over time. And that one was created by a student. Oh, oh cool. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, from there, people can kind of branch out from there and look at other ones that you uh, have or even your students, like you said, have created and uh, good good ideas, uh, you know. And so um, so that's the first one. You can kind of grow from there as you go look at the different GCs. So, um, well, very good. Well, I would assume other teachers could jump right on there and copy that for their area, right? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Of course, they have to solve it first. They can't cheat. <laughs> right. can't cheat. But, uh, solve first. I love they can it. put those same things out in their area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, that's that's an awesome idea. Well, um, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, please email us your comments or, or suggestions for shows or whatever you'd like to geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk or... Um, uh, at geocache talk is the show's Twitter. Mine is at Gary Slinkard, one word. Jesse is at Memphis underscore mafia. Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook is at facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the geocache talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go solve some of Dr. Polly's puzzle caches. (laughs) 
and then go geocaching, right? <laughs> you got it. There you go. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.